Welcome to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the Morgan Knows podcast network. You're in the ring with Jimmy, Rod, and Chris. Rod, what are you hot about today? Oh, Jimmy, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in, man. Oh, there's so many different things we can hit on. I don't want to take any of the apples off of the tree, but I'll start with the big overarching this. WWE Backlash which is normally a throwaway pay-per-view backlash to WrestleMania. This one in San Juan, Puerto Rico Rico. was way better than it had any right to be. I could not believe how much I enjoyed this premium live event. Jimmy, I'm fired up. I love it. I love it. Chris King, Rod is fired up. You're an old man, so bring us down. (laughs) No, I'm fired up too. (laughs) It It was a great backlash. There was not a bad match to see. Raw delivered fairly well. I would like to say thank you, Trish Stratus. Um, okay. Uh, I think, I guess, um, as I am bringing up the Yeah We Know Pod email for all of our emails that we have, um, apparently you want to lead with Trish Stratus on Raw after all of that. Um, yeah, let's lead with Trish Stratus. She came out and did a long, winding promo about uh, Becky's daughter. Uh, she did the old, ha, 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 it's not really her music. And then the man came behind her and punched her in the face and didn't even care. Rod, you must have loved seeing Trish Stratus get punched in the face. I did because I really felt that someone should have punched her in the face a good two to two and a half to maybe three minutes earlier. Like maybe we could have just had Trish come out and say like 25 seconds or something and then do her uh, whole, ha ha ha, here's the theme song. Like don't give Trish Stratus a microphone anymore. I'm sorry. That was a terrible promo that had Vince all over it. Yeah, it definitely had Vince over it. It's one reason I wanted to bring it up first because it was only, it was probably the worst thing, even though I'll, Everybody knows I'm a Trish Stratus fan. Uh, you are right, Rod. She does not need the microphone. And that's something that she's always had issues with. Very short spurts are fine. Again, don't give someone a 20-minute promo that needs to do a two-minute promo. You can do the exact same thing. She could have come out and say, hey, I'm awesome. Becky Lynch sucks. Bam, hit the music. Ha, ha, ha. She's not here. Becky comes behind her. Bam, in and out seven minutes. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. We get Becky back. That's all we really want anyway. Clearly, Trish Stratus is being drug out for the here's the Hall of Famer to dangle in front of the Saudis, right? They're going to have their match at Night of the Champions, and then she's going to go away. There's no way she's going to start doing full-time anything. So let's just get it over and done with. We continue to disrespect Becky Lynch. We do not give her a decent, meaty storyline ever since she finished her story with Bianca, Jimmy, and I don't understand it. Well, I think that's next. I think Becky's going to destroy Trish Stratus, and then SummerSlam, we're looking at Becky, Bianca, and maybe Becky takes her down then, because I think Becky's going to be red hot moving in to SummerSlam, Chris. I'd like to see Becky versus Bianca again. I think Bianca is is due to lose that belt. And let's, let's, since we're talking about the EST, let's talk about that match with EO Sky. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's let's not bury the lead. First of all, whenever the WWE goes into an area they haven't been in for a while and they have a big show, i.e. Clash at the Castle um, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, it went crazy. Great job by the fans. Great job by the product. A lot of things on this show um, continue the storylines that Triple H started. That the Eo, Eo Sky, Eo Shirai, whatever you want to call her, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Period. 
Next question. Bianca Belair is a very good wrestler. I know, Rod, you're getting a little Cena-isms out of her, which basically you're, you're not wrong, but I thought that match was a terrific matchup. It was a fine matchup, but what do you mean I'm not wrong? The crowd, again, like you said, this is a hyped-up, extra-amped crowd, so we're probably not going to get this kind of a reaction at maybe anywhere else in the United States except for a couple of very hot with indie wrestling fan fanboys out in the crowd. But, man, come on. Every single person in San Juan, Puerto Rico was over Bianca Cena and absolutely wanted to see her go down. And I try to not be a hater when it comes to the baby faces because, Jimmy, you have done so well to remind me this over the years that it is much harder to play a baby face than it is to play a heel. You're painted into a corner. There's not a lot of things that you can choose to tell an interesting story as a baby face. But whatever they're choosing with Bianca, it's really starting to bore me. So, man. <laughs> Well, it's what happens when you have somebody doing the same thing over and over again. Roman Reigns has had so many different competitors to go against that you really kind of lose it after a while. It's, it's doesn't, it, it keeps refreshing and refreshing. That's getting a little stale after a you know, year plus. Uh, Bianca really doesn't have someone that you actually think can beat her. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully that changes soon. But I thought that that was a really good match. Overall, I thought the show was a lot of fun. Um, Zelina Vega. How cool is that? Dad wrestled there. Um, her family was there. Obviously got a huge pop. And honestly, the match is what it should have been, you know, because yeah. you need to have Rhea Ripley be the 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 huge dominating force. And it was. And I thought that was well done. Jimmy, you know all of these things. Was there a particular reason that she was decked out in white for that match? Because that's definitely not something we see Rhea Ripley wearing very often. I thought that was kind of an odd choice for her in that match to be wearing those white boots and kind of the white suit that she had on there versus Selena. That's a good point. I don't I don't know the reason on that one. Maybe they didn't want anyone to cheer her at all, and the white is kind of... I'm I'm grasping at straws here. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw it to you because yeah. normally no, you have these answers, Jimmy. I was just hoping this would be another time yeah. where we could just prove to the people why you are the Jimmy Jim Riska expert of wrestling on this particular podcast. But I just that I thought was odd. But so really, sometimes though, too, Chris, and and you'll you'll notice this here coming up soon is during big big event, big pay per views, you'll see someone wearing new gear, and that actually is probably what it was, right? It's just a big event. You knew she knew she knew. The entire country, statehood of Puerto Rico, uh, was going to be watching. Don't come to us for geopolitical this, geography this is, here. We got nothing. Uh, was watching this event, and it's time for something new. I think that might have been it. That could have been it, too. And it's just one of those matches that you love that Zelina basically getting that crowd pop, getting to walk to the ring like that, wear the Puerto Rican flag, right? Like that's her win. That's all she needs, right? Other than that, it's like, yes, please do your job and you do it well, but you got your pop at the beginning. And people say, well, why did she get the title shot? That's why. Yes. Because it, it, it's the right move. That crowd was um, on fire all night long. You had to keep, oh. Chris, you talk about this all the time. You so often want matches to end just to make the crowd happy. This crowd was lit, even though it didn't get what it wanted in that particular match. In that match, yeah, they didn't get what they wanted, but that was exactly what needed to happen. I'm with you. I agree. And you saw it on Raw, too. Ripley just coming out and destroying people. And that's what she needs to be doing as her character. Precisely. And then we had the triple threat that is every single WWE triple threat, including the ending with Theory going over Lashley and Bronson Reed. 
It was fine. I mean, they could have gone a little longer. I thought it was a, a good match, but it ends like every single triple threat. Someone hits a big move. Someone gets thrown out the pin. It's over. Jimmy, do you want me to make you a little extra angry and think about an angle that I bet you didn't even realize after the draft? Can I do this to you right now? Let's go. Let's bring it. Do you remember when you asked Chris and I, all right, who was going to be the one to ultimately take the belt from Cody, right? It was when you were in your dark space, right? I mean, we're talking days after WrestleMania at this point where you're just completely bummed out. You were mad at what they did to you on WrestleMania night and you were asking Chris and I, who's, remember, do you remember what I said? Do you remember who my answer was? Austin Austin Theory. Theory. And Jimmy, what show is Austin Theory on now? Do we Smackdown. even know? Smackdown. He's on We're Smackdown. Talk about that. But yep. guess who else is on Smackdown, Jimmy? Roman Ooh. Reigns. Oh my God, Jimmy! I am talking things into existence on this podcast, much the <laughs> way I talked into existence Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson on the Indianapolis Colts. All right, you guys That's better watch out on the Balls and Brew Pod. And for those of you who don't listen to all the podcasts on the Morgano Podcast Network, listen to that one. It comes out before this one. It's a good show. Uh, your boy did it again, Rod. He had the best match of almost his career against almost. Now, listen, listen, we ain't saying much. Okay. I mean, we're saying, hey, Chris King counted to 10 without stopping. Okay. <laughs> um, it was random fine. Shots at Chris are the best. Just the absolute random shots at Chris are the it best. It was fine. I like the off the top. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, curb stomp. Um, he had a lot of curb stomps this weekend. That's a, that's a good thing. I, I, the right person won. Chris, do you want to go first or do you want me to go here? Oh, no, I'll, I'll go. Um, Please tell I, me you hated this match, Rod. <laughs> I like the match. I, you're right. It's the best match I've seen almost in by far. But I think it Lobo. has everything to do with Rollins. Yeah, of course it does. For sure. All right, Rod, hit me. I didn't Listen, like it. I'm I'm gonna save I'm gonna save a little bit of my uh, Rollins flowers for when we get to a little bit more of Monday Night Raw after the premium live event. But I will continue to say this: I believe Omas is a star. All right, I think Omas has a little more to him than the stiffness of every other WWE giant. I think there's a little bit more there than even the Big Show. So I was excited to see this match. Each time he comes down and seems more confident in the ring and figures out different ways to tell decent stories because he still is going to be a main event attraction just on his sheer size always. So I, I thought this was a positive thing for Omos. And anytime you get associated with the revolutionary, with the architect, with the visionary, you're going to be just fine. Someone who's not just fine, I think, is Riddle. Uh, a nice little video came out apparently uh, during this pay-per-view of Matt Riddle doing some things that he shouldn't be doing. Um, got the loss, uh, bloodline gets the win. Um, it was a fine match. I mean, people really were tired. Uh, this, I don't know why the bad bunny match wasn't the main event. Um, but this was after the bad bunny match and it was, it was very tiring, but a little dissension in the Usos ranks. Uh, are we worried about the bloodline guys? I think I've been calling this for a while now. It's solo. He's the future. He's what's going to, I mean, I've been, Dude, you're I've not been even acknowledging it. Roman Reigns anymore. You just say, screw <laughs> it. I'm going solo. That's what's going to happen. Right. You've been seeing it. You know, Paul Heyman is notorious for switching on guys, backstabbing guys. He's going to switch sides. It's going to be solo. I really thought solo was going to give Jay 
the SmackDown during that match. I really did. And it's just a matter of time now. Okay. I liked it. I, 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 I appreciate the Usos for so many reasons. So if you want to continue telling stories through the Usos, I am for it. If we're going to get brother versus brother versus brother, two brothers against one brother, a cousin thrown in there with an old wise man. I mean, however, you're going to mix this gumbo up in a pot. I'm ready for the bloodline to crumble a little bit. I'm ready to start to see cracks in the outer wall of defense of the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. I'm ready to see if we are going to be telling a story to Roman losing it at SummerSlam. Are we going to be telling a story to Roman losing it at Survivor Series? Or are we literally going to keep Roman having this belt all the way until WrestleMania again next year? I'm interested to see what, and the first forecast I can make off of that, I believe, is what they do with the Brothers Uso. I cannot wait till we hear Paul Heyman say, my tribal chief, I'm going solo. And Sokoa gets him and it's over. And I think that would be great. Oh, um, Jimmy even has the line. He even has the oh, line. Yeah. Chris, he's, he's taking your thunder now, Chris. You should have been coming up with lines too. Jimmy's got the tagline now. And that's what the fans remember. Not that you called it. They're going to remember the tagline. That's why it's Spe- Jimmy's show. Speaking of fans remembering, what an amazing, fun, well-wrestled, well-sold pay-per-view match, premium live event between Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. A lot of credit to Priest here as well. Sold that leg like he was hurt. Loved this all over the place. Um, Rod, does Carlito do anything for you when he came out? I... I, the only thing it did for me is I was like, okay, man, all of these marks who have been going absolutely crazy all show are going nuts for this guy. So he must be some sort of a Caribbean. deal. Caribbean. Cool. I heard, I think this I heard thing. Michael cool say something about that. Michael, Michael cool. I just said, Michael, Michael cool. Look cool. what I did there. Freudian. So Carlito, one of Carlito's gimmicks, he always brought the apple to the ring, took a big bite out of it and spit it in somebody's face. He was a pretty decent upper mid card. They kind of gave him a little shot. At uh, uh, at the main event status, just a just a little little taste. They took it away real quick, and uh, he's been in in Mexico, in Mexico, Puerto Rico forever. And um, his his dad was big down there, uh, Carlos Colon, and he uh, he's come back. I think for a pay per view or uh, for a Royal Rumble a couple years ago too. So, Chris, did Carlito do anything for you? No. Nope. Fair enough, uh, but I thought that was uh, good coming in. Uh, dynamite drop in there. That uh, podcasting school is really paying off. And Jimmy, then we yeah. Let's, no, this I got to pin you down on this, all right? Because again, sure. as we discussed all, earlier, Vega podcast, was awesome too. By the way, anyway, of course go he ahead. was. Well, you could have got there. That's the end of the match. I want to talk about the beginning. You've seen a lot of entrances in your day. You've seen a lot of crowd pops, right? We get a lot of talk about the Cena pop at the Garden for the Royal yep. Rumble when nobody knew he was going to be there. We get a lot of talk about the crowd popping for Rollins, music hitting and interrupting the the main event. Where does Great. this one go, Jimmy? Uh, this is definitely up there. I would say I would say probably in your top 10 to 12 all time. I mean, because you got to remember, there was like 16,000 here, so it wasn't 50 or 60. Right, 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 right. right. But but really, that- the passion, yes. the love, uh, the fact that this crowd was exhausted after this match for a huge match that it took him a while to get into. Um, I just think that says a lot there. Bad Bunny did great, uh, as as he always does. It's really cool to see people taking this as seriously as they do who don't have to. Um, the right person won. I was I was worried that something would happen there. But, hey, LWO, once you're LWO, you're LWO for life. 
I believe it's Paravida, I, I, I believe. Um, I think you're right. And I thought that they just did everything uh, perfectly there. Vega coming out. Uh, he, he was the booker for the show. So he, um, he helped set everything up for the show as well. Um, he was pretty big in the nineties. Um, I've never uh, seen Austin. He and Austin had a, had a nice run, uh, as well. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Um, Guys invests getting after it. Really enjoyed that. And then we had, uh, the Bad Sorry, Bunny I mean, match was awesome. I love that you shouted out Priest, all right? Everybody yeah. needs to know that like that is just as important in a match like that, especially a match like that with a guy like Bad Bunny, right? They're not just going to trust that to anybody. That was the beginnings of when we knew something would be up for our boy Sami Zayn because he was entrusted to make something of the Knoxville match at WrestleMania last year for a bit of the same reason. And Priest, if 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 he can build on this with a couple wins, he can go for that world title. I mean, that that is a pot. We're going to get to that in a minute. Don't worry. Um, that is a positive about having a secondary championship belt where someone like a Damian Priest can have a viable chance at it. Um, so that is a positive there. It's still sold not- the leg injury the next night on Raw. It was it was Loved chef's it. kid. Like to the point where it's like, is he actually hurt? You know, yeah. which, yeah. You, but you know, you know, he isn't. But you're like, they booked him. If he's really hurt, they wouldn't have booked him to wrestle in that match. Then we have the main event: Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar in a war, and it's so funny. Lesnar gets cut, and he gets cut like legitimately bad. Every other time someone's been cut like that, they come in, they stop the match. Not a damn person was going in there because they knew they were getting thrown out. They didn't. Vince McMahon himself could have. Linda McMahon, anybody could have gone in, with, and he would have thrown them out. Um, I thought it was a creative ending. It uh, gives Cody a great win over Lesnar, and it sets up the next two months. It certainly does, right? And I, what I thought to myself when this match went off and then what happened on Raw that we'll get to happen, I was like, how did I not see this, right? We talk all the time about Roman's a part-timer. He's not around to tell enough stories. Well, you know how you solve a part-time problem? You just have another part-timer who has a huge name. You just make sure they're not around at the same exact time. So we totally should have seen this coming. But I got to admit, man, like I said at the top, just when I think I'm out on Lesnar, he pulls me right back in, man. He pulls me right back in. I thought this was one of the better Lesnar matches I'd seen in a while. I thought it was awfully cool that Brock took the straight up pin, got beat like that. You just don't see him take too much whooping unless you think he's got mad respect for a guy. So as much as I try to give Cody grief, I can't. And I want to shout out something here real quick, Jim, because we're going to move on to Raw. Yeah. But yeah. the promo that Cody cut on SmackDown the Friday night before Backlash that's top level, yes. top level promo of the yes. year stuff, man. Like that's that's the proper way to cut a babyface promo. I had goosebumps almost, and I don't get that way for babyface promos. I I completely bought it, and I was like, this is the reason everybody cheers for you. This is the reason you come out in a suit, and this is how you do it. So, mad respect to Cody Rhodes for a big weekend for him. Until Monday night went bad for him again. He should just stop showing up for Raw. Things never go good for him when he shows up for Raw, Jim. That's really funny. So. We had on, I think, Friday, Thursday or Friday, we had all the competitors for the World Championship uh, match to our World Championship belt tournament. And it's two triple threat matches and then a final one on one match on each of Raw and SmackDown. Um, The Raw Championship belt, the uh, matches are on Raw and SmackDown. All right, listen. 
then why do the draft when you did the draft? Do it after. Because why in the world would SmackDown want one of their people to win this title and then go to Raw? They wouldn't. Also, you're going to have to set up a feud between Seth Rollins and whoever wins the SmackDown when they're not on the same show. You think they're going to be on the same show once? Guys, I think they're going to be on the same show. And it's going to last about 20 minutes um, before uh, we've just thrown all the draft out. And it's ridiculous and it's stupid. That being said, Chris King, you like this Raw better. Why did you like this Raw better than uh, a lot of Raws? Not as there's more matches. And listen, yes. even though even though the tournament is a bit weird and off, you know, it was nice to see a guy have to go through a triple threat and then turn around and wrestle in the same night. That's something you don't I haven't seen at all since I've been back watching and it was rare even back in the day. So I like new wrinkles like that. You're bound to get more matches. So of course it's a it's a Weekday, so you're going to have some snooze fest matches, but you still got to see Rhea Ripley go bananas over somebody. It, it was it was a lot of actual wrestling, which appeals to me. I feel like that was shots fired at my guy Otis there by Chris in a roundabout way, Jimmy, and I didn't appreciate it. I just wanted that to be on the record. Yeah, I don't know if I like that either, there, Chris. So we had the uh, the championship uh, tournament matches. Um, you know, Balor Rhodes and the Miz, that was the easiest thing to call ever that Lesnar was going to interfere there. Lesnar oh, looks beat up. His that was crazy. mic work was awesome. Look at my face. Look at my face. Yeah, um, that's, the only, that's the only Brock Lesnar we can ever have. It's just absolute intense yelling Brock, right? When he starts to try to be funny, when he starts to meander and go off script, that's when we can get in a lot of trouble. We just need our Brock angry block, Brock with the black eye. Yeah, and I love it. I think they're going to have a hell of a match. And I think Cody Rhodes is going to win again. I really think he's going to beat Brock again. I don't want to see Cody starts go... beating you, he just continues to he beat just keeps you. Beating I say you. this is somebody from experience, right? He took my guy Seth down three friggin' times in a row. Because do you do do you do this? Okay, so you had the first match, right, with all the blood. What if Lesnar wins this match to go 50-50 and SummerSlam they do it in a cage and a hell in a cell? What if they get it all out of the way? And what if one of those stipulations you talked about Cody trying to throw out gets thrown out there, right? What if we get one of those weird stipulations matched? Either Lesnar says yeah. he can never wrestle for a belt again against anybody. Cody does it something. Maybe we get that out there too. He could. He could. There's the whole gatekeeper so, angle. Don't you think we could tie it back into that with the whole gatekeeper angle that then they played up as well based on Cody's promo? Yeah, that was pretty cool. He's like, yeah, sorry. I took your spot, Skippy. Uh, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, listen, I, I like it a lot. Again, this could have been over the world title, but that's okay. We're, we're over that. Um, no, we're not. But I was say, I wait a minute. Are you really over it? Not at all. Uh, Nakamura, Seth, and, uh, and Priest. I like what they're doing with Nakamura a lot. I really do. Yes. Um, and I think that Priest is is getting there as well. Seth Rollins, though, what a great match that that or what a great guy he is. And I I just love. I wrestled about three times doing. on two different like continents. I'm not sure if that's yes. true or not. Somebody should check me on that. No, but. same continent. We uh, geography <laughs> not not. Hey, it's not you're in the globe with that's Jimmy right. Rod and Chris. It's you're in the ring. All right, we ain't that okay. smart, right, Chris? All right, I will say that. Puerto Rico is considered a U.S. territory, not a state yeah. or a country. It's a U.S. territory, and it is a part of North America. So the same does that, mean, does that mean people have to go there by wagon trail? I'm not entirely hey, just sure for what the, a territory just, just for the record, Chris got his Encyclopedia Britannica out to look that information up. So 
So good work there, buddy. I appreciate that. That's old Look school. Up Encyclopedia, I like that. Encyclopedia Britannica on the internet, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I will say so, this. Uh, yes. I really... I'm really enjoying Damien Priest and his heel work. Yeah. He is a, he is a, it is great to be able to root for somebody that you kind of like, even though they're the heel, uh, he is doing really, really good work. And I also, at some point in time would love to see a match between Rollins and Shinsuke. Cause I think they would put on one hell of a match. Yeah. They, they have wrestled before and they, uh, they're, they're, I mean, listen, they're, they're both good. When Shinsuke Nakamura is, um, motivated he could be the best wrestler in the world one of my uh, one of my good friends has, has said that for years when he's motivated he can go when he just wants to surf he just wants to surf we talked about the becky lynch and trish stratus that's a good build that they've been doing to that i really believe uh rhea ripley uh destroyed um dana brooke who dana brooke has been in the wwe now for 10 years and i almost fainted when i heard that that's ridiculous she's never done um, anything wasn't she when she was running around with reggie for a while right with the 24 7 yeah belt. when she first came up she was kind of charlotte flair's um second so they were kind of building up to a wrestlemania match between those two it just didn't happen because no one cared unfortunately uh, yeah. about dana they certainly don't seem to care much about that match no um uh, we got a shout out dominic mysterio too oh. number one heel in the business by far I listen again, unbelievable job by, by Dominic. He is just, people are eating out of the palm of his hands. It's awesome. I'll tell you what, Jim, it makes me wonder, is there really a spot for Finn Balor in the judgment day anymore, man? Cause like he almost just doesn't even seem to fit character wise with the, with the, with everybody else that's in there, right? Like Finn seems to be trying to play everything too cool. And everybody else in there is a complete shit heel. They would never replace the leader of judgment day. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, we've never seen that happen. That's ridiculous. The only you know what edge back. I was gonna say F it. <laughs> Have Edge come back and be, take out uh Finn Balor. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins in the main event. You know, this is one of those things that you wish when we first talked about this this championship tournament, I mentioned that this could have been the finals of the entire tournament. Uh, and you would really have liked this to go 25 minutes, 30 minutes just to see what happened. They did a really good job. They did a uh, a callback to when Finn Balor separated his shoulder. He gave the same move to Seth. And then, of course, Seth Rollins with the um, reverse curb stomp, I believe. Is, is that what we call it, Rod? <laughs> I, think, I think Michael Cole said it was inverted to go Top Gun style on it. A little inverted, inverted. So he hit him on the feet to get. Anyway, uh, I thought that was a solid match. And the crowd, Chris, with the lights out. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was sometimes. And this was definitely true at Backlash. When the crowd is that pumped and they're popping that loud, you can't just be forced to enjoy that moment more. All righty. Jimmy, so, let's yes. do this. All right, so we just talked about the tournament on Raw. We said Rollins is the winner. Let's talk a little bit because this is going to come out ahead of SmackDown. Why don't you give yep. us the lineup here and let's get some predictions. But I bet so you were we going to do that, a- weren't you? Yeah, AJ Edge and Ray are in one match. Theory, Lashley, and Sheamus are in the other. Interesting pairings because you have essentially three baby faces. Styles is going to be a baby face no matter what. Yeah. Um, Edge and Ray, Theory, Lashley, and Sheamus. Where's Chris's boy? How's Drew not in that match? Uh, might be hurt, and I know there's some contract stuff with him. Ooh, Ooh Chris, look out! No. Oh, wait, isn't wait? It, Drew's on Raw, isn't he? I'm yeah, not Drew's on again, Raw, but you just told Drew's us the draft Raw. doesn't matter anyway. No, Drew it wasn't even Drew's in the. He wasn't. He must be hurt because he wasn't in the tournament on Raw either. 
So let's think, go to I think, style. Go I think ahead. we're getting. I think we're. I, I think we're going to get. I'm just going to call it right now. Lashley. Lashley and Rollins in the main main uh, in mm-hmm. the main event. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Chris mm-hmm. King. I think I'm going to go Edge versus Lashley. Okay. I think I think it'll be Edge versus Rollins. Edge. Yeah, that's yeah. you, you out trump me because I was trying to go legend, Jim, right? We gotta have somebody who's a little older, right? We gotta play to the Saudi Prince, right? He remembers more of the older wrestlers than he knows a lot of the up to new guys. So what do we want? Do we want the best match or do we want because the best match is AJ and Rollins? Ooh, that would be awesome. But I have a feeling we're gonna go call back a little bit and do Edge Rollins. I really unfortunately I'm sorry, Chris. I I I'm going with you, buddy. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Why else would we give Bobby Lashley the 2023 Andre the Giant Battle Royal trophy, Jimmy, if we weren't going to then pay it off to him somehow? Well, I think this match is going to end like every other match where Lashley spears Sheamus or spears Theory. He's going to spear Sheamus, and then Theory is going to throw Lashley out, and he's going to pin Sheamus, and Theory's going to go on to face Edge. Yep, Theory's going to actually go on to face Seth Rollins, and then he's going to have both the United States Championship belt and the World Heavyweight Championship, and then he will try to convince people that he is better than Roman Reigns. Sure, let's go for it. I'm fine with that. (laughs) No, you're not fine with that. None of us should be fine with that. I'm just throwing out there's wild ideas because who knows, man. Theory continues to rise up no matter what happens with that guy. I think another Edge-Rollins match would be fantastic, and I think that... Uh, that would be a really good match uh, to have in Saudi. Um, when Edge comes I, out on SmackDown for the tournament, will they call it a return, Jimmy? Or can it not be a return since he was drafted? I think it's a return. He returns. Hey, every time he's here, he returns. <laughs> he returns. Uh, hey, want to give a shout out quick to the Crippler. Uh, he sent in his um, picks for backlash as well as we did our picks uh he and i were wrong damian priest did not win um but you guys are crazy for thinking bad buddy was going down in that match well i had to we picked like everything else the same so why not hey my do you want to be right week- jimmy do you want to be right or do you want to be fun i'm the fun guy you're the right guy you're the expert that's true i should do that all right, so uh, a lot going on in the world of uh, of WWE. Uh, by the time you hear this, you're going to be uh, probably a few hours away from that SmackDown. It's going to be a big match. And obviously, we had all these matches because the NBA playoffs are destroying everybody in the ratings because there's some awesome games, big teams in there. Thanks for listening to the Yeah, We Know podcast. You're always going to be listening to Balls and Brew as well. Um, Rod, anything to say before we go? I really want to say that I have a problem with this whole entire tournament, and I want to just get that on record before my guy Seth Rollins wins it, and then I'll be extremely happy about him having a belt around his waist. But this garbage triple threat then fighting in the same night, what are we doing? We have a little bit of time yet before Night of Champions. Why are we bastardizing this thing out? We all love a tournament in the United States, WWE. Why did you do us this way? Goodbye, Internet. We need to use the term bastardizing more.